Praise God. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Uh, why don't we turn to the book of Joshua 6, as I uh, sort of set the stage for what we're going to be talking about today. Um, <clears throat> last week we talked a, a, a lot about, or the message was about God doing a new thing for 2017, and how everything is in God's timing. Um, we all have prayers, we all have plans, we all have things that we're praying for, we all have issues in life that's going on, and in, in last week's message we heard how God was saying for 2017 there shall be a new thing that is uh, will be done. Uh, we also talked about how important it is for us to read God's word daily. I'd also offered to you something Holy Spirit has shared with me um, about reading Joshua 1 verses 1 through 9 at least twice a day. Um, Joshua 1, 1 through 9 is of course where the Lord repeatedly says there to be bold and to be of good courage because the Lord thy God is with you and so forth remembering that God is always with you. So again I encourage you that if you haven't started doing that to try reading Joshua 1 verses 1 through 9 at least twice a day and what that'll do is that'll will create in you a habit of reading the word of God and also will remind you that God is with you that you don't have to be worried about things um, we also spoke about how everything is in God's time God's timing is, is, uh, is going to be what it is and while we may be praying for things in our lives and hoping for things to happen and we humans get so impatient and everything but everything is in God's timing because you don't know what's, what's going on that God may have to move out of the way there may, there may be obstacles obstacles in the way for you to receive the blessing or whatever you're praying for there may, may, there may be things that need to be done and God is in the background just working out those things so we need to, to uh just trust him for his timing many times we pray for things we pray for blessings we pray for changes in our lives but we don't always realize that we must explicitly follow what God tells us to do no more and no less you know and when you're praying and if you're and remember we talked about many times here that uh, when you're praying prayer is a two-way proposition prayer is not just you talking to God you know and, and, and laying out your, 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 your you know your thoughts and your wishes and your cries and so forth to God but it also means that you take some time and you listen after you talk to the Lord and you, you put forth your petitions as the scripture says then you also should spend some time listening and when you're listening to God this is when he will tell you what to do and many times when God tells us what we need to do to make this thing whatever we're praying for, you know, I mean, you, in a little silly example, you may be praying for a brand new car, you know, and God may say to you, you know, see that dump truck sitting outside your house on a construction site, you know, go out there and walk around that dump truck three times, you know, and, and you sit there and you say, well, Lord, what does that have to do with me getting a car, walking around that dump truck? Well, if the Lord tells you to walk around that dump truck, you just simply go out there and walk around that dump truck because it is the, the things that, that we think to be silliness okay these, these things are the wise things of God okay and the Bible talks about that you know that many times the heathen will think that the things of God is silly is foolishness you know many times uh, people who are quote unquote into science heavily or non-Christians will say you silly Christians you follow those fables in the Bible and everything it's a bunch of nonsense and these are deeper truths that they just can't understand so when God 
tells us to do something, we must do exactly what God is telling us to do. No more or no less. And so with that, now let me get to Joshua here. Uh, Joshua chapter 6, we're going to read the familiar story of the battle of Jericho. And we're just going to dissect it a little bit. And talking about doing things that appear to be foolish. Okay, appear to be foolish. We know how the battle of Jericho ended up. But let's, let's just dissect it and tear it apart a little bit and look step by step. Because imagine how foolish this might have seemed when God was giving them instructions. Starting with uh, verse number 1 of chapter 6. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The city was shut down. No one went out no one came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See... I have given, underline, I have given, past tense, he's saying here. See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Okay, so the first thing right there, Joshua's standing, and God is saying, see this land, I've given it to you. Okay, Joshua's standing outside the wall. Outside the wall. Joshua could have said, what do you mean, Lord, you gave it to me? I'm standing outside of the city. But in God's mind, he said, it's a done deal. So to kind of use that little car that you're praying for, that God told you to walk around the dump truck, God is saying to you, I've given you that car. But you go look in your garage and you don't see that car. You look on your keychain, you don't see keys to a new car. But God said, I have given it to you. So that means that it's a done deal. So the thing that you're praying for in life, the things that you're hoping for, if it's in line with God's word, of course, obviously, okay, in God's mind you're praying for it, that means that God has done it. You don't see evidence of it yet, but God has done it. So now what God is going to do is then give you some instructions on how to make that come to reality. It continues on here in verse number 3. It says, let's go back to number 2 again. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And you shall compass the city, go around the city, you shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus thou shalt do for do six days. So he's saying you walk around the city once for six days. Joshua could have been standing there saying, do what? Walk around the city for six days? Hmm. Verse number four says, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times and the priests shall blow with trumpets. Okay, walk around it once for six days and then take the seven priests, the seven trumpets, and on the seventh day walk around the city seven times and then the trumpet, then the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now to the average person standing looking at that city, they could say, wow, what good is that going to do? I mean, how is that going to get me to conquer the city? Verse number five says, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him okay so put a bracket around verse number 5 there okay they're all telling them all the people shall shout and the wall shall fall down flat now that must have been some sight to Joshua standing there because archaeologists have told us that the city of Jericho when it was found 
found and fed the foundations were, were found in the cities of Jericho. Those walls were wide enough for a, tra- a chariot. What they did in those old uh, fortresses, the walls were built so wide, wide that a chariot could ride around the top of the wall to look out at look out at its surroundings to see what's going on. So if that wall was wide enough for a chariot to ride, and a chariot usually had what two two horses side by side at least, if it was wide enough for a chari- chariot to ride over, that means that wall had to be what a good you know eight ten feet I guess thick all right or thick or wide. So this was the wall. This was the wall that Joshua and Israel was looking up at, and God is saying, you're going to walk around this wall once a day for six days. On the seventh day, you're going to go around seven times. You're going to take the priest, you're going to take the trumpets, and on the last time around, the whole nation of Israel, all of you are going to shout, and the wall shall come down. Now, to the average mind, we would look at that wall and probably say, that's impossible. How is that going to work? Okay? When you're praying for that car and God said to you, go outside and walk around that dump truck three times, you say to yourself the same thing. Well, gee whiz, how is that going to work? All right. It continues in verse number six. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, take up the Ark of the Covenant. And the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is, that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn passed on before the Lord and blew with the, and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Okay? Now, the order here that they had was the armed men were first the priest with the horns the ark of the covenant and then the rear guard guard okay that was their order verse number 9 and the armed men went before the priest that blew with the trumpets and the, and the rear reward came after the ark the priest going on and blowing with the trumpets and Joshua had commanded the people saying you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout then shall you shout okay let's put a bracket around that all of verse number 10 these are specific instructions okay now I can almost kind of see people who weren't paying attention saying, okay, what? Now, let's see. On the first day, I shout. No, the second day, I walk around twice. I don't shout. Oh, no, no. The third day, I, oh, gee whiz. And I can see the confusion. Possibly. People are just saying, what am I supposed to do? Well, this is where we need to listen to God specifically so that we understand. There was a, a distinct order that God said, first of all, they should be. Okay? First, the armed men, the priest with the horns, the ark, and then the real God. God. And then Joshua said, until the time I tell you to shout, do not shout. Do not shout. So we need to remember when God is, God is giving us instructions for doing something, Joshua 6, when God is giving us instructions to do something, that we need to listen to what God is saying. And don't jump ahead of him. Don't jump ahead as many times as our nature. We want to jump ahead and do things out of the order that God is telling us to do things. If God said don't do something on the third day, you don't think, well, gee whiz, you know, I can do it on the fourth day, it'll be okay. You wait for God to tell you. If God says on the fifth day, this is what I want you to do, don't you think that I can speed up the process by doing what God is telling me to do by doing it on the first day or the second day, okay? So there were specific here, here instructions. Again, verse number 10 says, and Joshua had commanded the people saying, you you shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, not, neither any word shall proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. 
So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp, enlarged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they compassed the city once and returned into the camp, so they did for six days. Now, can you imagine again now, this is where everybody understanding exactly what the Lord is telling you to do. Now suppose there was some guy that was among the bunch who had been kind of halfway sleeping through and not paying attention to what God was telling them to do, or not paying attention to what Joshua said. And on the third day they go around the city and they come back to the starting point. And he goes, Hey! the only one in, in two million people to say anything. He's the only one that shouts. They probably would have pummeled him with rocks and stones. Dummy, weren't you listening? You're supposed to be quiet. So when God is telling us to do something, listen to what he's saying to do. And don't do it out of order. This tells me that you've got to pay attention to what's being said. There's a whole lot of people Joshua was speaking to and he said, this is what I want you to do. Don't, do say any, make, don't make any noise until the time, until that last day. Okay? So then it says here, um, um, uh, verse uh, 15, And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning, dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass... At the seventh time, when the priest blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are there are therein, um, to, the, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when you take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed and troubled. Alright, and please underline, um, or put a bracket around verse 18. And ye, in, uh, in any wise, keep... Keep, uh, anyways, keep yourselves from the accursed thing unless you make yourselves accursed and, and take the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and troubled. Incidentally, Rahab up there, by the way, the harlot, if you go back in Numbers, numbers when, when, when Joshua and Caleb and the others went to spy out the land, okay, Rahab were the ones that said this, the spies, they went another way and saved them, hid them in her house, okay? Because of the fact, talking about being obedient to God, okay, because of the fact this woman Rahab, who was a harlot, all right, because of her being obedient to God, she wound up being in the line of Jesus Christ. She wound up being in the line of Jesus Christ, okay, because of who she married and then who would be begat and so on, down to Solomon and David and so on. All right, so you see, so you see, you see what happens when you follow what God to the letter is telling you to do. All right, so he says to them now, because God, because Joshua said back in 17, the city shall be accursed, even it and all that, all that are in, in to the Lord, only Rahab the harlot shall live. Then he says, do not take anything of the accursed thing unless you be cursed, all right, and make the entire Israel camp of Israel accursed. Verse number 19. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Alright? So you see in verse number 20, put a bracket or highlight it, and write in your margin, they obeyed. 
Okay, they were obedient. They did exactly to the letter what God said, and the wall fell down flat, and they went on and took the city. This is them being successful in being obedient to God. And so it is, is with us. If we be obedient to God, down to the letter, all right, then we shall be successful in achieving whatever it is that God is telling us to do. Verse 21. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep, and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath, as he sware unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they were brought out all of her kindred and left, left them without outside of the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Okay? So they followed instructions, and they did as they, as they were saying to do. Okay? Then we see it goes on to say here, uh, And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. And we know that to this day the city of Jericho was not rebuilt. Okay, it was, has not been rebuilt. So you see here, so far they did exactly what God told them to do, and because of that they were successful. They did something that did not seem to make sense, walking around the city and shouting and blowing trumpets, but yet still it is, it is the things that are seemingly silly to us when God is speaking to you about doing something that you do exactly what he said. Now, many times in the world we live in, here in the 21st century, when you're praying for something, we don't find it too often that God will give us something as... Um, I, when I say fantastic, I don't mean to make it sound like unbelievable, but we don't oftentimes hear God tell us to march around, you know, a, a, a house or something seven times or things like that. But God will tell us to do things, and in, in, in our modern age that we live in, it seems as silly for us to do what God is telling us in this day and age, okay? Again, we don't have Jericho cities that we're trying to conquer, but God will tell you many times to do things which to you seem thoroughly unrelated to the issue. The point that I'm trying to make here is that whatever God is telling you to do, don't let it seem like it's silly and that it has nothing to do with what you're praying for. Many times it's a matter of obedience, alright? Alright, God could have pummeled those walls, the angels could have knocked those walls down. I mean, there are some, there's some biblical um, theory and thought that says that, that there were mighty angels upon that wall that actually tramped on the wall to make it fall down. Well, we don't know that to be a fact or not, but we do know that it was because of Israel and Joshua's obedience to do what God said to do exactly is what made the wall come down and made them take, take the city. Well, it's the same thing that's in our lives. He also talked about when God is saying to dedicate something to God, that you give it to God. Right? You can't be keeping it for yourself. That's where he said, do not take of the accursed thing. And it says here that the gold and the silver and the brass and so forth was to be put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And that's what they did. Okay? We also need to be obedient with that. Now, do we have gold and silver and brass into the treasury of God? In this modern day and age, none of us own that or very few of us own that kind of uh, fortune. But we do have, do have the requirement of giving to God and that's through our tithes and offerings. So again, putting into the treasury 
for you of the Lord is mandatory, okay? And if you're not doing that, then you're stealing from God, and you could wind up, wind up cursing yourself. And that takes us to Malachi 3, uh, 3.10, which I won't go there right now. But he said there, do not do, do these things, and other things don't do, unless you, then you could become a curse. So in chapter number 7, in verse number 1, it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. Remember what the accursed thing was now, right? But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Please underline, uh, Carmi, I'm, I'm sorry, Achan, just going through all of that, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, one man did this, but God was angry at the, at the whole nation of Israel. Okay, he took of the accursed thing. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, another town now, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor there, for they are but a few. All right? Put a bracket around verse number three, and in your margin write the word, the words, man plan. Okay, this is man's plan. Now, to, show, to, to let's get the chain of events now. They had just conquered Jericho because they followed God's, God's um, instructions explicitly. Then they go on and someone there, this guy uh, Achan, took of the accursed thing. In other words, the treasure that God said to give to, to his, to his uh, house, to give to, to, the, to God and not to touch, one person took of it. Then they decide to go up and conquer this city, Ai, alrighty? But then they said, uh, in verse number three, they returned to Joshua and said, let not all the people go, but let two or three thousand men go up and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but a few. So man's plan now, since they had conquered Jericho, what happened? They got all puffed up. They got all puffed up because they were successful. God had blessed them. God had did a, did a good thing. They saw a miracle. So now they said, let's go take this other city. But it says nothing there about them consulting God. It said, let's just send two or three thousand men because they're only but a few. We can take it. We can take it. Yeah. Now, they didn't say there, let's not consult God. But they didn't. All right? They just said, let's only send a few men, because there's a few, few, few people there, we can take the city. See? Now, this is like us being successful and being blessed by God in something that we do or something that God does for us. God blesses us with something. God takes away a terrible challenge in our life. God blesses us with something that we're praying for. There's some action that happens and God blesses you because you follow God's word to the letter. And then you get all puffed up about yourself and then there's something else that you want to do, another thing thing you start praying for, and then you decide, I can do it on my own. I don't need God. I don't need God. I can accept this and do it on my own. You know? And, and, and I remember hearing, you, know, you probably heard me mention this, where someone that we, we knew back east was, was uh, back to was praying desperately for a house and they needed a house so badly and everything like that and, and uh, uh, boy the, the, they, they prayed for it and they prayed and prayed and prayed and then the bank came through and, and said okay yeah all right, we, we, you know, we're going to bless and approve the mortgage and blah 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 and then they came to church and they, they, were, they were talking about it and they were like oh yeah but, but we knew we were going to get it anyway because our credit was so great we knew we were going to get the house and da 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 and a week or so 
went by the next time we saw them, they were almost in tears because they said, oh, gee whiz, you know, the whole deal fell through. I said, what do you mean the, the deal fell through? We, we didn't get the mortgage. I said, what happened? Well, the bank called and, and something, something they discovered or some error or whatever went, went on and, and so they didn't get the house. It was reversed. Everything that they were bragging about, you see. see? So the thing about it is that, is that when God blesses us, we have to remember that God blesses us. And whatever blessings we get in life, don't start thinking that it's all done because of you. Okay, because you are so great. You know, because you are so great. God is the one that is in charge of everything going on in this planet and in the universe. And if God does not want something to happen, it is not going to happen. If God will permit something to happen, it it will happen. You see, so when we're blessed, don't be like them. God blessed them with, with giving them the city of Jericho, but then they got puffed up in self. First of all, and we're going to read further, I don't want to get ahead of the story. I mean, you, all, you probably all know the story. But first of all, one of them stole from God. Okay? So again, this, this can't, be, can't be us now. We can't be stealing from God by not giving out tithes and offerings. Someone stole from God, you know, which winds up making other people responsible, which many times we don't realize as Christians also, that when we are disobedient to God, that it can be affecting other family members. It can be affecting members in our immediate family. It can be affecting members in our, in our, in our circle. You know, in a ministry, if you've got people that are sinning, you know, and if it isn't dealt with, you, you know, through prayer and through the pastor, and so on like that it can impact the ministry not being blessed but here we see though that, though that they got puffed up they said we can take this city of Ai we can take it because there's only a few there there's no mention of anybody here praying to God alright so uh, okay so verse 3 again and they returned to Joshua and said unto him let not all the people go up but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai and make not all the people to labor thither for they are but a few so they went up thither of the people about 3,000 men and they fled before the men of Ai please in the line and they fled before the men of Ai and the men of Ai smote of them about 30 and 6 men for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shebarim and smote them in the going down and wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water so here they are there again now they went all puffed up you know, yeah, yeah, man, we beat Jericho, we beat him, we beat him, yeah, we can do it again, we can do it again. In the meantime, there's one amongst them who's stealing from God. We can beat him again, we can beat him again. Let's go conquer this other city. Since we beat him in Jericho, we can go over, we can take these men in AI. It'll be light stuff. There's not a whole lot of people there. Let's just go up and don't, you don't need to send a whole lot of men from Israel. Just go up and we'll take them, we'll take them. And what happened? They went and got whipped. They got mightily whipped. That city, the men of Ai, whipped them pitifully, okay? So then it goes on to say here in, in verse number 6, And Joshua rent his clothes, or tore his clothes, which was a, a common um, custom, if you will, back then, when someone was in distress. And Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, Wherefore hast thou, at, <clears throat> hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side Jordan. O oh Lord, 
Lord. What shall I say when Israel turn their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it, and shall, and shall environ or live around us, and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? So now after all this, then Joshua comes back. In other words, he's falling down on his face. He's ripping his clothes. He's saying, oh God, what are we going to do now? You know, our name is going to be like mud. Everybody's going to find out that we got whipped, that we got beat. Modern day language, here we're praying for something before God. God says to us, this is what I want you to do. You know, you're praying for that car to go back to that car and dump truck thing. You're praying for that car. Go walk around that dump car three times, dump truck three times. And you don't do it. Things go wrong. You not only don't get the new car, but you lose your, your, your current car, and you lose your house, and then you fall on your face and you're crying, Lord, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Gee whiz, would have been better off if I didn't have this and that and this and that and this and that. Okay? So in the meantime, what you did was you went on and decided to do your own thing. You didn't consult God. You didn't listen to what he would have told you. You didn't even consult him. You just went on and did things the way you wanted to do them. So now here you are crying before God and saying, oh Lord, get me out of this mess. You know? And so many times we've done that, you know. And I think if you're old enough, you, you can think back in some times in your lives where, where something happened where you didn't listen to God, you know. Because, you see, see, the thing about Holy Spirit is that if you don't listen to Him and things do go wrong in your life, Holy Spirit will remind you. It will come back to you. If you're listening to God and you're still praying after that thing blows up in your face and doesn't work out the way you want it, and you're praying... Holy Spirit will, will say to you, remember when, remember when I told you, remember this, remember that. And you will recall where God had told you specifically to do something and you chose not to do it. And that you went on and decided to do things your way, the way that you thought you could help yourself. Oh, I know so-and-so. He's the president of so-and-so, so-and-so. Oh, he's the treasurer of this and that. He's the dean of the school. He's the this, he's the that. Let me give him a call. Let me give him a call. And God didn't tell you to do that. Amen. So many times we take it upon ourselves to do things and then it, it blows up in our faces. God will tell you what it is if you're really, really repentant and you're willing to listen to what he is, is going to tell you. Amen? 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 So here Joshua is praying to God here and he's saying, Lord, what's, what's, what's going to happen? All right? Then, then it says in verse number 10, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Why are you lying on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Okay? So now if you notice that God didn't say that, that Aram Achan uh, on that Achan transgress, it says there, it says there in verse number 11, Israel, meaning all of them, Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded, for they have even taken the accursed thing. They didn't say Achan, the one person, God said all of you, 
All of it, you see? That's why we got to be so careful about how we go around breaking or not doing what God is telling us to do. Because not only does it impact us, it can impact our families and those that are around us. Therefore, the children of Israel, verse 12, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies. In other words, they ran because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourself against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou cannot stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought before, uh, brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come uh, according to the families thereof, and the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households, and the household which the Lord shall take come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed things shall be burnt with fire, and he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has brought folly into Israel. Because he has brought folly into Israel, in other words. Okay? Um, back up in verse number 13 again. Uh, up sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. You can't prosper in life if you've taken of the accursed thing. And that accursed thing could be something that God has said to give to him. Something that God has told you is, is off limits. You know, something God has told you not to do, something God has given you direction. Alrighty? As long as you're living in that quote unquote, in that sin, you cannot expect God to really, really bless you. You can't. Okay, because you're going, you're being disobedient to him. Amen. And this is, as you can see here, it impacted all of Israel. What the one man did impacted all of Israel. All right. So going back down now to verse number 16. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zarites, and he brought the family of the Zarites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, underline it again, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, Glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Alright, this is what he's saying to Achan. Tell me now. Verse 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish uh, garment, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of fifty shekels weight. Then I coveted them, I wanted them, and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. You see? So he ran across these things, and they were so appealing to him, you know, that he decided to take it. You know, often you've heard me mention the shiny thing. You know? The shiny things can come into our lives in the form of people even. People, a person can be a shiny thing. 
where this person looks just so appealing to you and so attractive to you that you just have to have this person, have to be with this person. There can be something that God does not want you to have, but the devil will make it appear as a shiny thing, something that you want. He says, I coveted it. To covet something is to really, really want something, to really want it so badly. All right? So he he ran across these items and he said that, that he took it and he hid it. And he uh, uh, hid it in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Verse 22. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us, or why have you caused us trouble? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the, fi- from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. And that valley does exist, just as a matter of comment. So here we see here that um, God was angered because of Israel's disobedience. And that Israel's disobedience was really caused by one person. So you see, again, how we have to be so careful in being obedient to God and doing what he's telling us to do, okay, and to not steal from God, not to rob from God, because that not only impacts you, but it can impact all of those that are around you. It can impact your family, you see. And this, this particular case, God was to the point. He didn't play around. He said, whoever takes of the accursed thing shall be treated harshly. God is not a man that he, can, that he should lie. All right? So if God says that this is what's going to happen, then that is exactly the way it has to be. So here this man and all of his family lost their lives because of their disobedience and them stealing from God. Okay? But then it gets, it gets better because in chapter 8 we see, and these are the last verses we're going to read here today. And the Lord said unto Joshua, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 1, sorry, chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. Now, Ai is the city that they just got whipped, whipped in, okay? I can say, oh, what, Ai? Go back to Ai? Okay, all the people, and, and, and go up to Ai. See, I have given unto thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. Now, you see the difference there, and underline it, because it says, See, I have given unto thy, thy hand the king and da-da-da and so on. Underline all of that. Because now God is telling to Joshua, See, I have done this. I have given this to you. All right? And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as you did to Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall you take for a prey unto yourself. Lay thee, lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. This time he's saying, this time you can take the spoils. So Joshua rose and all the people of war uh, to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. Now, here's the plan. Verse 4. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be ye all ready. 
And I and all the people that are with me will approach unto the city. And it shall come to pass when they come out against us, um, as at the first, that we will flee before them. So they'll run. All right? For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say they flee before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then you shall rise up from, from the ambush and seize upon the city. For the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it shall be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire according to the commandment of the Lord shall you do. See, I have commanded, commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them forth and they went to lie in ambush and abode between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between them and Ai. He took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city and their liars and wait on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Oh, I, I could picture a big Hollywood movie. Just this, I could see it on the big screen. You know, this battle about to come. And it came to pass, when the king of Ai saw it, that they hasted and rose up early, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle. He and all his people, at a time appointed, at a time appointed, at a time appointed, before the plain, before the plain but he was not that but he wished not that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And all the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua and were drawn away from the city. And there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel that went not after Israel. They left the city open. Please don't mind, they left the city open. They left the city open and pursued after Israel. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai, for I will give it unto thine hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. Now here again, God is saying simply, stretch the spear toward the city. Joshua could have said, well, what is that going to do? But stretch the spear before the city. Remember, there was another time where God told someone to simply hold up the staff. All right, remember that? Moses. Simply hold up the staff. And Moses held up the staff and the waters opened. And Israel crossed over the Red Sea. Amen. Here we see specific directions, okay? And the battle plan is beautiful. So he said, to, you know, you know to, 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 to attack. And then when the people that were in Ai, they went after Joshua. Joshua and Israel pretended to be afraid and they ran away. All of the, all of the people in Ai, dum-dums, left the city, ran out of the city, leaving the city wide open. Verse number 19. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place. And they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand. And they entered into the city and took it and hasted and set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven and they had no power to flee this way or that, that the people that fled to the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. 
Brilliant. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. And the other issued out of the city against them, so that they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they smote them, so that they let none of them remain or escape. And the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. So you see the brilliant battle plan that happened here. The men got drawn out of Ai when they were in the middle of the of the wilderness there then Joshua and his people turned back on them and Israel came from all of the other sides and the, the people of Ai the, the soldiers of Ai were trapped in the midst brilliant brilliant beautiful battle plan and it came to pass when Israel verse 24 and it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field in the wilderness wherein they chased them and when they were all fallen on the edge of the sword until they were consumed then all the Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all that fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, even all the men of Ai. For Joshua drew not back his hand, wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Now please underline uh, or put a bracket on verse number 26 and underline, for Joshua drew not back his hand, okay, until he had utterly destroyed. God tells us to do something. And we start doing it, and then all of a sudden, gee, I'm tired. Suppose Joshua had held that spear up, and all the time this battle was going on, he had the spear up, because God told him to hold it up. Suppose Joshua had said, I'm tired, and dropped his hand. How well would Israel have continued to do? Stop and think about that, okay? It said that as long as his hand was held up, it said Joshua drew not back his hand until uh, wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the, all the inhabitants of Ai. Many times God will tell us to do something and things are not moving quickly enough for us, the thing that we're praying for and God will tell us what to do. But then we get tired. We get tired. Well, it's taking too long. Well, Lord, you know, you know and, and, and you probably won't say this to God, but you simply just stop doing what God is telling you to do. It's not working, Lord. Well, Lord, I'm holding up the spear, but it's not working. Or it, it started to work, but it's not over yet. So I think I'm going to stop doing what you told me to do. You see? So when God tells you to do something, and as God says, continue doing something until I tell you to stop, or continue doing something until it's finished, then you have to continue doing that. You know, you know. I mean, even that comes comes in ter- in, in in terms of uh, in the terms of uh, of us reading the Word of God. The Word of God says to read His Word. What did we read last week? To meditate on His Word day and night, so that you can be prosperous in everything. You know. And what do we do? We get tired of reading God's Word. God says to read his word. Maybe there's something that you're praying for, something that you're hoping for, and God is saying to you, get up every morning, I want you to read the word and pray to me. You know, and you start doing it for one or two days, three days, but then somewhere along the line, all of a sudden you get tired of doing it. You get tired of doing it, you see. But you got to be, you got to persevere. You got to keep doing things the way Joshua kept holding up the spear, you see. It's the little things in life. You know, whereas praying and reading the word of God every morning or at a certain time, maybe God tells you, you know, to read your Bible at 1230 at 3.30 in the afternoon at 6 o'clock, whatever it might be. And then you start doing that. But things don't seem to be happening fast enough for you. And so you stop doing it. You lower your arm. The spear that's in your arm, you get tired and you lower it. Okay. Instead of seeing it through. 
until the time that God brings the blessing to you, until the time that God delivers your city of Ai to you. You see? See, so it's all about everything happening in God's time. It's all about being obedient to what God tells you to do, regardless of how, regardless of how trivial it may sound. You know, you see, and, and, and I tell you that the more you, the more you get into praying to God and, and listening to the Holy Spirit, and listening and, 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 and assessing what's happening in your life, the more you will become aware of God telling you to do little things that seem totally silly. You know, and you hear me talk about this all the time, and some of you here nod your heads because you do the same thing. But I'll be pulling into a parking space, and I'll just feel this unction not to go in that parking space, and I'll back out or go to another one. Okay, and I don't ask why or, 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 or see any evidence of why I shouldn't, but all I know, I've gotten to learn enough that when I feel these particular unctions and whatnot to follow through and to do them or don't do them, because you don't know what's going down the pike. You know, long to years ago, back in the Best Buy, <laughs> Best Buy parking lot and whatnot, I had that unction and I went on and parked any place. And when I came back out, this truck, and I saw the truck there, this truck that was parked in the next space in front of me had a trailer hitch on the back of it. He had backed into me somehow while I was in the store and left a big dent in the front fender. Someone had left a note in my windshield and said exactly what happened, you see. And I had a feeling in my gut, don't park in that space to back out. But I was too lazy to get out and move the car, all right? So I had a big old dent in my front bumper, which cost me money to have fixed. That was many, many years ago. But I learned from that because I had that feeling, don't park there, okay? You need to learn to listen. So whatever it is that's in your life that you're praying for, if there's something that you're believing for, and I don't care whether it's a material thing that you're praying for, a car, house, event, uh, a position, uh, uh, someone, companionship, or whatever it might be, and, and whatnot, listen to what God is telling you to do specifically, and do no more and no less, okay? And don't think that, oh, well, this seems silly, it doesn't make sense. The things that we just read here, Jericho, the battle of Ai, how when you do things on your own without God, your plan simply does not work. Israel got their backsides whipped here. Got them whipped because they did not consult God before going to take Ai. Alright? When Joshua finally fell on his face and crying out to the Lord, oh Lord, blah, blah, blah. And God said, this is what's wrong with your plan. First of all, you got someone among you that stole from me. Okay? First of all, that's impacting all of you. You need to take care of that. You need to get that sin out of your life because that's holding you back. And then the next thing is that now consult me. Now that you've repented and you've cried out to me, this is what I want you to do. Here's the plan. Here's the plan, all right? And God will give you a foolproof bat- battle plan. So it's because of the obedience in verse 26. And then closing out the very last few, last few scriptures here in uh, chapter 8 here, uh, verse 27, Only the cattle and the spoil of, of, the city, of that city Israel took for a prey unto themselves, according unto the word of the Lord, which he commanded Joshua. This time they were obedient. And Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until eventide and as soon as the sun was down Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remains until this day then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal please underline that then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord God uh, in, in Mount Ebal basically what they did was there was they went to church they went to church 
So put a put it in your margin someplace, squeeze in, they went to church. Make a footnote there. Alright, Joshua built an altar unto the Lord uh, of Israel, Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. Alright, they went to church. So so in modern day times, when God blesses you with something, when you become victorious over something, don't forget to praise and to worship God. You know, don't forget to go to church, so to speak. Don't forget to give God the glory and the honor and the praise because he made this thing come about in your life that you've been praying so much for and hoping for. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man has um, lift up any iron, and they offered thereon burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. And all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on this side of the ark and on that side before the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark in the covenant of the Lord, as well as the stranger, as he that was born among them, half of them over against Mount, Mount Gerizim and half of them over against Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded them that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded which Joshua read not before the congregation of Israel with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. Amen, amen, amen. So here we see that things wound up being at a good place but this time they did not forget God. And it's the same with us going into 2017. There are many things that we're praying for, many things that we need in our lives, many things that we want in our lives. And as I always say, God, God many times will give you what you want, not necessarily always give you what you want, but he will always give you what you need. Amen. He will always give you what you need. So in going forth in 2017, the things that you're hoping for and you're praying for, don't forget about God. Think back, yes, think back to the victories and where you were successful and victorious before. But, but remember that that victory and those successes that you saw back in 2016 was because of God. It was not because of anything that you did. Okay, well, the, the thing that you did do, obviously, if you were blessed, was that you were obedient to him. Don't forget that part, of course. But don't go into two, 2017 thinking that the things that you're praying for and hoping for that you can do without God. Because you'll certainly, you'll certainly uh, fail. And then lastly, make sure there's no sin in the camp. Make sure there's nothing there uh, through disobedience or anything else that is lingering and hanging out there that could, could hinder your, your blessings and victory. Amen? Amen? I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And now, before we close, let's prepare to honor God with our tithes and offerings.